Hello, and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couch to 80k Writing Bootcamp, Week 7, Day 4. For most of this week, we've been focusing on product rather than process. What you're aiming to have at the end rather than what you're going to do and continue to do today and in the future. And that's unusual for this course. I've deliberately tried to steer you towards practical stuff you can do right now. It's not that you have to choose one or the other, just that when people hit a wall, it's often because they're balls deep in project mode and the wacky workshop that is the creative mind has been turned into a sort of hellish factory of steam and brass, the dream pixies nailed to their benches with cold iron spikes, the fairy dust generator now only producing the occasional blast of black diarrhoea. Yes, it's been weeks since I referenced diarrhoea on this show. I thought it was high time I brought it back from its sabbatical. Welcome home, O pariah of the fluids. Process is a good place to come back to, I think, because you can control process. You can go, OK, I'm setting my timer for 10 minutes. I'm going to write in the voice of a high court judge who absolutely loves frogs to the point of manic infatuation. Go. Doesn't have to contribute to a larger project. You're just hitting the gym. And like the gym, you'll feel better afterwards. You don't have to think of your kind of like goals for three months or six months down the line. You'll just feel good for having gone, which builds your self-confidence, your sense of autonomy, and it feeds your imagination. There's always one positive next step you can take with your writing. And if you're feeling flustered or in a tiz or just like crap or in a rut or down on yourself, uh, just doing that 10 minute free write or just a simple list. You're coming up with the worst names to give a racing greyhound or uh, ways to make breakfast that are incredibly elaborate. Whatever your crappy list title is. And, and, and those are just ones you can always come back to. They're always available for you. You can do them in, with just 10 minutes before you go to bed. And, and you have them now. I've told you about them and I'm going to remind you about them before we finish this course. Um, they're in your tool belt. They're in your memory. You're never going to forget them. Use them. But look, uh, you know we can't keep doing this, right? Meeting up. We always knew it would have to end someday. I, I said that right at the start. I mean, it's it's been great. I, 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 I've loved hanging out with you. I've, I've learned so much about myself. It, it, this time together has changed me. But I want to set you free. What would your ideal writing day look like? This is what we're going to focus on today, because if you enjoyed these sessions, that's great. I'm really, really pleased. But when the eight weeks are up and we're nearly there, you're going to be creating your own structure or lack of structure. You're going to be have to be your own self-motivator. So I, I want to start with the absolute platonic ideal of a creative day for you. No restrictions, no expectation of having to repeat it the following day. Just if you had a whole day free that you could devote to your writing, how would you want to break that up? Get specific. What time would you want to wake up? Where would you want to be when you woke up? Uh, what do you do next? Hit the shower? Jump straight into writing? Go for a walk? A run? If so, how far? For how long? If you have breakfast, what are you going to have for breakfast? What time? How long do you allot for all that activity? Where would you like to write? How long would it take you to reach the place where you're going to write? What and who would you want around you to make that experience ideal? What would your writing goals be for that day? Is it a certain amount of time you'd want to devote to writing? Or would you prefer to be shooting for a, a word count that you've got to hit and then you know you've finished and hit your quota? Would you go for a really, really high goal, a really challenging one, one that you're not at all sure you could hit? Or would you go for a really low one? Or would you just go for one that's kind of in between? What would you be working on? A work in progress, you know, your big project, a novel, or just a set of exercises if the latter 
where would you get them from? Um, and, and so on and, and so forth. Uh, when you'd have lunch, dinner, what's on the menu for those things, uh, a lot preparation time for them if necessary and any non-writing activities you might want to do you know uh, walks games if there's a group of people together uh you know whatever uh and finishing with when you'd expect to go to bed think about how much time you'd have to allocate to each thing if you were going to kind of like block it out in a planner now normally this is the kind of exercise you'd see in a creative writing book and you'd go ooh. But you'd never fucking do it. No, no one does those exercises because I don't know, it just it feels like building a spreadsheet or something. And it's something you can always come back to. And the reason I've stuck it in here now is because of this format. Now, you know, at some stage I'm going to go, OK, go. And there's going to be a pause and you're going to do the exercise because it's more effort to just fuck off. Right. Like you're going to do it. Um, and I think you'll find it useful. But this is exactly the kind of exercise that I would skip. The reason I'm pausing, actually, is because I'm realize I'm lying because when I read writing, creative writing manuals, I skip all the exercises because who fucking has the time? They're great to read. You want to get some theory, but who write, actually does the exercises? I only do exercises if I'm in a workshop, when I'm surrounded by other people who will know if I haven't done it, which is why I'm such a genius for doing it this way as a podcast and why you're such a genius for listening in and doing it because you're actually doing the fucking exercises. Actually, there isn't there, there is an exception to that. Uh, I did all the exercises in Ursula Le Guin's Steering the Craft, her book of creative writing exercises, because I respect her hugely and I wouldn't like to think of her being disappointed in me. So I'd really encourage you to see this as less of an exercise in time management and, and more an opportunity to indulge a pleasant fantasy. If you've got this far, you've clearly got some stamina as a writer. And so why not actually think about this? What would your ideal day look like? Your only restriction is don't put in stuff like 11 to 11.30 a.m. An alien cephalopod would clean out my butthole with its tentacles because as far as we know, those creatures aren't real. I I'm not kink shaming anyone. Just keep the fantasy within the limits of known science, please. Even if the idea of having a whole day free to do what you like currently feels about as feasible as mid-morning consensual butt play with an emotionally intelligent xenomorph. So you're going to write this out as a full itinerary. The time block, then the activity. Uh, if willpower wasn't a restriction, if time wasn't a restriction, what would that one perfect day of writing consciousness look like for you? How would you use it? Okay. Are you ready? You've got ten minutes. Go.
And that's it. Don't worry if you didn't get to the end of the day. This is something you can come back to and revise whenever you feel like it. My first question, uh, reflecting on that exercise, um, is one I've asked you after most exercises, I think. And that's because I think it's one of the most useful reflections a writer can make after doing uh, any uh, short activity or piece of writing, which is, how did that feel? What thoughts came up? Uh, and I would encourage you, the reason I've repeated it is not just that it's useful, but I'm trying to get you into the habit of, of thinking that every time you finish a piece of writing. Just reflect on, you know, the moments where your inner critic was bubbling up. And as I've said before, there's nothing wrong with having an inner critic. You need an inner critic to write. That's fine. But um, what was it saying to you? And uh, were some of those things not very pleasant? It's good just to start building a habit of awareness. How did that make you feel? It's not self-indulgent. It's absolutely critical to... Uh, good uh, compositional principles and craft it's absolutely essential to do that and it's something that for a long time I felt very self-indulgent I thought it was very airy fairy I and, and 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 I think I was I think part of it was a kind of ingrained unconscious sexism because that kind of like ability to reflect on your own feelings it was often uh, advocated by uh, female teachers uh, whereas the male ones tended to be like, why have you put this comma here? And that felt like robust nuts and bolts uh, writing pedagogy, whereas feelings, ugh, that seemed more like I was indulging a kind of like mythos of being a writer. Well, that's bollocks. That is utter bollocks. And, and that's probably why I've suffered so much in my life with like feeling unhappy when I write and punishing myself because I had absolutely no emotional intelligence. So this ability to look back and think, how did I feel when I did that exercise? It is building a muscle that will make you a better writer. It will make you a more impactful writer and it will make you a happier person and it will give you a less constricted sense of your humanity. Uh, so that's my that's my Scrooge moment. But um, And you might be you might reflexively do this all the time anyway. You might be brilliant at it. I'm sure there's lots of things that you're better at me at better than me already but I just mention it for those of you who kind of like are uncomfortable with when we go into the realm of emotions I think how you feel about stuff it allows you to be a better critic of your work as well because you're less buffeted by your mood and you're able to be more objective with your work so anyway uh, parentheses closed uh, digression over yeah how did it make you feel how, what thoughts came up when you were doing it and and did it feel good imagining this ideal day did, did you enjoy the exercise it's like a really crucial question um if not why like did you feel guilty or ridiculous like this wasn't proper work how ideal did you let yourself actually go you know did you find yourself holding back a bit were you actually quite moderate with the the things that you sort of saw yourself doing how much writing did you imagine you'd attempt? Some people do this exercise and go for a big super goal, 10,000 words a day or 16 hours of writing. Some people give themselves a, a moderate, sensible, sustainable goal. I'm going to shoot for 2K or I'll, I'll write from nine till four with a half hour for lunch. Um, some people resist goal setting or over specific time allocation at all. Uh, they head out to a cabin in the woods somewhere. They'd get up whenever the notebook and pen will be there and if they feel the urge to write they can but there's absolutely no pressure none of these approaches are intrinsically right or wrong uh, only you can say if they feel right for you and I should say if you said I'm going to be like sitting in a hot tub in Hollywood in a kind of like on the uh, uh, 19th floor of a skyscraper I don't think there are skyscrapers in Hollywood that's not really how it works is it they got loads of space out there they can they can build celebrity bungalows but um 
you know, like, don't worry if you if you went so into the kind of realms of daydreaming that now you're going, oh, Tim's talking about numbers. Yeah, you don't need, don't worry about that. If you were, if you were having like a celeb fantasy, obviously that one will be harder to realise. But why not? Have a, you could have a go, couldn't you? But um, look, I've had great results with uh, all three of those approaches from like doing super, super big days, uh, moderate days, or just not setting myself goals at all. Um, I've done big marathon days where I set myself a silly goal, like writing 100 poems in a day. Uh, I, for those, I have to do all my food prep the night before. I work out what pace I'll have to set so I know what incremental targets will have to... The incremental targets will have to be if I'm on track. Uh, obviously, I have to make sure my diary is completely clear so nobody interrupts me. I have to have no responsibilities that day. And then the next day I get up and I push through. Yeah, my experience of doing that is it's quite horrible. It doesn't feel good when you're doing it. And you'll hit a couple of walls. A bit like running an actual marathon, I imagine, right? Like there's some moments of it that you go, well, this is stupid. I'm not enjoying this. The writing's bad. Why have I done this? Um, I've always felt good afterwards, though. I've always felt good in the weeks that follow and I've looked back at the stuff and I've been I'm oh I don't re regret ever doing it um so for example if you wanted to do 10,000 words in a day you could decide to get up at 7 a.m start at 8 and work through till midnight with say half an hour for lunch and half an hour for a walk in the early evening just for your mental health that gives you 15 hours of working time uh in which you'd have to average approximately 667 words per hour obviously your halfway mark is 5,000 words in that case, in which case you'd need to be hitting, uh, or you'd have to hit that around half, about half past four, depending on when you took your lunch to be on target. And, and you'd want to have your first 2,500 words done by, I guess, quarter to 12, I think. I don't write in if my maths are wrong. You know, I'm just giving you ballpark figures. But um, so that's how you know where you are in the process as well. I think just for your own motivation and ability to push through you need to know that you're kind of like at least keeping up um for some people that is a fun albeit grueling challenge like running a marathon you might also be listening and thinking oh my god how horrible that's making me actually feel physically sick i would never want to write again doing that which is also fine like it's absolutely fine i'm not advocating this as something to do if it doesn't uh, light a fire in your belly. Uh, you, it's not something that proves you're a real writer. In fact, I would argue the major. I'm, I'm, sh I am sure that the vast majority of authors have never completed a day like that. Um, you don't have to, unless you think it'd be motivating. I think it can be useful. I think it can be interesting. I think the quality of work uh, that you produce is li liable to be low, but um, but it can be a great unblocker. Um. Personally, really good days for me have generally involved an early start, like 7am, roll out of bed and start writing immediately, coffee and breakfast at nine, keep writing till lunch, blam, and then that is it. Uh, no more work on the novel for the rest of the day, uh, which I use for walks and reading and writing poems, which makes me sound uh, like unbelievably bohemian. Um, unfortunately, those are the sort of days that for me, I can only really manage uh, whilst on retreats uh i that is not my typical writing day i just uh for one i just as well as not having the time and having to do other work i just don't have the self-discipline uh i have a 16 month year a 16 month year old a 16 month old i believe um who wants to have breakfast with me and uh, read books and knock down the elaborate block towers i build for her while laughing manically and i and i don't resent that at all i would 
if uh, bringing up Suki uh, meant I could never write another word, I'd be sad I couldn't write anymore, but I would absolutely take that deal because she's wonderful. Um, but this isn't about creating this monolithic day you can easily replicate five days a week in your life starting tomorrow and always do. Um, I, I'd really like you to have a think about this ideal day. Uh, could you make it happen one day? Because the point of it is it's a one-off, right? Like, I don't know if you've taken my advice on getting a wall calendar you can write on, but if you flip through that or on your daily planner or on the calendar on your phone, you don't have to do this now, but to a day around six months from today, if you put a big X there, jump to whatever day of the week is easiest for you, you know, like a Saturday or a Monday or whatever, um, would that six month gap be enough time for you to start making arrangements to actually enact this single ideal writing day? Could you make it happen? And if you know part of it is about going to a log cabin in Sweden could you hire one do you know have you got any mates who might live in Sweden who might have one you can borrow could you go online could you go on Twitter and just put out an ask and say for one day could I come and could you save up them for plane tickets or boat tickets or whatever I don't know I don't know what your day looked like and um but there's no harm in shooting big especially if you've got a little bit of a lead time and especially if the consequences of not doing it are simply that it doesn't happen which is what will happen if you just dismiss it anyway you might as well have a go at organizing it and it's reality's problem about how it's going to prevent you from doing that you know reality has to then muster its troops and try and get in the way but it, that's not your problem anymore um, and also are there any components of this day that are modular you know like uh, could you nick half of it and have sort of a perfect writing morning is there a two-hour block you could road test you know if there's certain bits that you could take out i know some of it might be very location dependent or and just saying well i do two hours of writing uh i understand doesn't quite kind of like feel the same as well i'm doing this in a, in a longer thing but but i just you know it's worth seeing if there are any scaled down versions that you could try perfect is the enemy of pretty damn good right in many ways this is the opposite of the 10 minute free write it's the indulgent all your ducks in a row great white whale of writing circumstances the kind of thing that can end up being an excuse for never getting started which is why i haven't mentioned it up until now but you are here now like if you're listening to this and you have done all the exercises up until now no matter if it took you seven weeks and four days or seven months and four days or longer than that no matter how uh, broken up it was for you, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, in fact, if it took you longer than that, the fact that you stuck with it speaks volumes about your tenacity and the seriousness with which you're prepared to kind of treat the writing you do. And, 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 and you're here and you've proven that you don't need this anymore, right? You can write given ridiculous restrictions, which is the secret. That's kind of what all these 10 minute exercises have been. Uh, uh, they, they, they are kind of like a test of faith, right? They are stupid and they are suboptimal conditions for writing a lot of them. And yet you've done them. If you can deal with the suboptimal conditions, you can deal with the optimal conditions as well. But now you know you don't need it. It is simply something nice you can do for yourself if you want. It's a reward, not a necessity. And and I didn't want to say that before because I wanted to prove it to you. You've proven it to yourself, right? You can write given ridiculous conditions. And you can write well, I bet. Better than a better in some circumstances than you thought, right? 
So this is something nice you can do for yourself, but it's not something you have to wait for. So I, I, I'm giving you back the right to uh, design your ultimate writing day and fantasise about this because you've earned it. I'm sincere about that. Fucking well done. I, I, I don't want to sound glib. I don't want to sound saccharine. Uh, but there it is. I genuinely, if you know, if you, you're here with me now, I, well, I'm genuinely full of admiration for you. Um, and my suggestion to you is just, and I know you might not do this, but remember, you don't have to do this right now, but let it start to, I'm planting the seed and I want to, you know, let it start to bug you and uh, nibble away at you until eventually you give in and actually start doing this. Pick a date either soon or in a few months and look at ways of making that day happen and you know maybe uh tap up a couple of writing friends and say do you want to do this with me right that's it great work we're almost there thanks for sticking with me i'll see you tomorrow